Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio, just here with Jesse Nelson coming uh, at you. It's good to be back on the terrace, Joseph. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're still going to have the terrace after all this. So. Yeah, I just think that people are silly that they still call it the internet. And it's obviously just the terrace now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I've had this like small espresso machine for a while, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I occasionally make a make a drink on. And I've got like a couple things that, like you gave me those Cafe Vita mugs and you know a tamp mat and that kind of thing. I used that with, because I had the touch for a while, and then I gave the touch to Michael, so the, the Breville barista touch. Like, that's just what he loves to do in the morning. Get up, boom, Americano. That's how he starts his day. That machine is pretty perfect for him to do that. I make espresso, like, a couple times a month, maybe. <laughs> but now that there's all these, like, I've got some oat milk here and some hemp milk, like, the, the whole oat milk movement has kind of made that really easy to get. It's kind of everywhere. And I, I just don't drink dairy, so I never make, like, a cappuccino. But I went and got, like, upgraded my tamp mat and got a nice little knockbox, like a tiny one. It's, like, really cute. <laughs> got, a, got a new steam pitcher, and I'm like, I'm going to start making some cappuccinos. Good on you. But in the meantime, I, uh, I actually brewed the uh, Locofocos. Nice. Which is it's delicious always. That is good coffee. I was having that as espresso the other day, actually, as well. Um, yeah, so I'm drinking Westlake, and uh, I got a confession to make. I put I put milk in my coffee this morning, and it had nothing to do with the coffee itself. I would have done it. I mean, I did actually select the Westlake on my shelf because I knew I was going to put milk in my coffee this morning. That was just my mood. Hmm. So I don't I don't know what's come of me. Wow. Um, I still can taste things, so you know I don't have that symptom. No, actually, I uh, I bought milk because I was planning on making a bunch of bread because I was expecting that oven delivery to come in. And if oh, any right. my friends have been following that, yeah, that was heartbreak when it, <laughs> I got the notice that it hadn't even arrived in the state yet, and it won't be here till probably June. Oh, so I have this milk that I bought that I need to drink. <laughs> I just I just love so this I'll put image. A tablespoon of my coffee. Of you stocked with all of these like bread making supplies. I have twelve pounds of flour. Waiting for your oven to come in, <laughs> and then oh, you yeah, get the sad sad yep. news. What you need yep. to do is make a brick oven. Just go make a brick oven in your backyard. Uh, you are the third wood, person to recommend that. Wood fire it. <laughs> I'm like that's that's an absurd amount of work to bake some bread, but you got all those got all that flour, man. Uh, yeah, I've been making a little bit of pan bread. You know, let it rise and stuff. It's almost like pizza, like mm. skillet pizza. That's pretty good. I made a calzone on the skillet. Just really wanting a new oven. If you make a calzone, but before baking it, you top the calzone with sauce, toppings, and cheese. Do you have a calzone? that has toppings on it or do you have a stuffed pizza what shape is it that's if a good it's question folded over like half a pizza then i would call it a calzone no matter what super duper puppy food you put on top of it what's going on in the background joseph uh, i didn't know you had a dog neighbor's dog neighbor's dog it's is like very vocal through the wall uh no he's out on the on the real terrace that's right here <laughs> well bring him on the show <laughs> we he's, haven't had a guest on the show in a while. He's kind of mean. What's his name? Actually, I have no idea. Well, we've had some. This is this is an apartment building in Seattle. Uh, people don't talk to other people. I've heard of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I um I feel very fortunate that I can hunker down in a small town, where, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. to get outside and be close to nature and, and 
have those distractions. Yeah. Versus, I mean, you're not quite downtown Seattle, but I was talking about that the other day. Yeah, it's it's very weird. Uh, I I always thought that an apartment building you would you would really get to like know your neighbors because you walk by each other right. all the time. Like you're you're sharing a building to live in. Why would you not like even almost even more so than having a house next to someone else? Why would you not want to to know your neighbors? But in my experience in this town, people actively avoid getting to know other people in apartments and maybe that has to do with the transient nature of it yeah like you're not here for long so why bother i mean i think you're uh, here for at least a year i mean i I honestly i think that it's social media that people don't need don't have the urge to meet their neighbors because they're not on their phones i I feel like it, it is more of a pacific northwest thing though yeah i mean i remember back in the day i knew all my neighbors in my apartment building in 2004 huh i mean like hang out with them party with them I mean, I, like, out of the 30 units, I probably, like, actively hung out with a third of them. And also, maybe, maybe it's that possible was, that was I end up in the style of apartment building that attracts the kind of person who really doesn't want to deal with other people. They're just trying to That's true. Exist. You are almost 60 years old. Well, no, I feel like if I was in an apartment building <laughs> filled with 60-year-old people, we'd be actually talking to each other. <laughs> Not... No, I feel like I feel like I'm 60 and I'm in a building with 20 year olds, you know. Right, and a dog, and a very loud dog who is upset about something. How convenient! That's just gonna be our ambiance for today. I like it. Is I like it. Angry dog. That's um, it's classy. I right. really think that you know the COVID podcasts have a lot of nice new accents and filters. You could call it just the the dog filter that we have on our podcast. Today. <laughs> it's like Snapchat. But for audio, right? Just yeah. swipe a swipe a dog barking over your audio. Yeah, next week will be my vinyl collection as a filter. Um. Why hasn't <laughs> anyone done that? Hold on, this is genius. Uh, having a because uh, what there there is a there is a program a a podcast program and maybe it maybe it closed down Say last it. year. Say it. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I might I don't care. The, no, what's your idea? Uh, the idea. Okay, so but the, but the program <laughs> the program was similar to like Twitter, but for audio and for podcasts. So you could like the the idea was you could record a short podcast and publish it, and you'd have the stream, and it was a really simple system. Um, but if you had that ability with like audio, and then you could just swipe like ambient sounds over it, like a know. little mixing board sort of thing. Yeah, like if you're telling telling a ghost story, you could have ghost anchor. Stories. That's what it was called. Anchor. I still have the app. Anchor with an H. A N C H O R, anchor like anchor. I think hanker would be a better name for a breakfast place. <laughs> Anyways, Joseph, we're getting off topic as if we're just talking on the phone. What, anyways, what's so what's I good put in conduit world? Coffee today. You put that cream in your delicious. coffee. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I've had a lot of phone conversations with people, small business owners, you know, friends of mine, and uh-huh. um, and some coffee importers and stuff like that. And it's a it's a weird time that we're living in, as if everybody didn't know that already. But um, there's a lot of pain to come. Yeah, um, a lot of the farmers, particularly in in Peru, but Ecuador as well, they uh, they have some pretty stringent lockdowns in their countries, and they they don't allow migrant labor to move around the country right now, mm-hmm. and that means that literally coffee's rotting on the on the trees, and they they're not able to pick it because there's no labor to pick it, and that's happening all over the world, and and they they're not sure what's gonna what the effect's gonna be on the uh, global coffee market here. Yeah, that's pretty wild. 
you know, and so we're going to see, like, we might not be able to get our Peru next year. Yeah. Um, you know, but we're going to start seeing that in all the agriculture systems around the world as well. But yeah, coffee's in, coffee's in for a bumpy ride and it was just sort of starting to recover a little bit from those horrible lows in the market last year. Right. Or 2018 now. And then this happened, you know, so. I mean, maybe, maybe extreme scarcity will drive up the driver of the numbers i think that the scary so thing about that though that scarcity to happen yeah right? that's like, true it's like tyson's calling all the chickens this week that we're recording i think two million chickens yeah because their supply chain's broken and they can't they can't get, get there they, yeah, they can't right. get the overstock of chicken out to the people that need it at food banks and so so incredibly ridiculous that yep. we're not focusing on these really basic things right now but that's well the that's that's the failure of our political system. Right. I mean, honestly, that's my past life was working with those agriculture systems and yeah. trying to make it more localized and sustainable so that they could withstand, you know, at that point, it was the shock in oil prices and terrorism that was disrupting the oil markets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The food markets. But this is the same thing. I mean, you have, you know, 6,000 employees or whatever. There's a, a meat processing plant in Greeley, Colorado. I think it's 5,500 employees. And they just shut down. But they have that many people working at the same time. I mean, that's where our food comes from, you know. And so when you talk about this mass consumption, and coffee is certainly part of that, like, right? It depends on volume. It depends on. Well, I, f- um, I feel like because the the who's going to be able to weather the storm is where our coffee's going to go, right? So it, it feels like when you if you can get to some kind of level of scarcity, then the the higher quality should be the stuff that bounces back because that's the stuff that you can more reasonably charge a lot more for but, but they're not going to they're also their they're not going to get financing to redo all their farming right. practices all right the exactly that are, yeah the um, the small farmers are not so gonna i would, be able to I, would I mean farm. i would disagree right exactly yeah and what are they going to do just leave i mean walk off their land uh i mean you what switch crops you burn your burn your crop you i mean there's right. the, you go to drugs i mean that that turns into the scenario that we see in yemen with the yeah you know the I mean, I, I think farmers that have the flexibility will be forced to, to switch to crops that will actually bring them some kind of livelihood and then maybe eventually switch back. I don't know. I, I <laughs> this takes, is my completely uneducated to get a coffee tree, you know, yeah. to go from seedling into a new, yeah. new fruition. Um, yeah, that's true. And it's also cultural, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. places that's all they've ever grown, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's there's gonna have to be some global aid to the farmers so they can keep their land i mean that's ideally what will happen yeah but i don't trust a lot of the leadership and i don't trust the international mechanisms for understanding that in the face of all the other giant money lobbying and their own you know nestle is going to get a lot lot more attention than than james in right peru um speaking of james we got to get him on the show yeah he's he's alive and well uh he's you know always concerned about the farmers but very concerned these days um but he's around like the rest of us so we should talk to him yep we'll um, be we'll be doing that uh in the near future on the show for sure we're also let's see we're gonna do some updates oh oh i had a question for our listeners all of our listeners this came up in a conversation yesterday uh are you drinking more coffee or less coffee like I'm obviously drinking a lot more coffee at home. Um, some days I drink like three Chemexes and I don't feel good 
about that physically. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that a lot of people, you know, they're not just getting that casual cup of coffee in the afternoon, like at work and stuff like that. And so I'm wondering if people are just drinking less coffee because their routines have changed. Hmm. You know, that old adage that it takes three weeks to change your habit. We've had that already. So, you know. Interesting. People's yeah. coffee habits changing. I'd love to hear that. I, I think that's a good survey to understand, and I think that's a good thing to share with your coffee businesses locally to yeah. let them know how they can better serve the type of coffee that you're going to want coming out of this, so that they can, you know, keep employing people and keep the farmers uh, selling coffee to us little people. Yeah, I bet. Um, it, it seems likely that uh, people's like everyone's stuck at home, even if people aren't consuming less, people are certainly making coffee at home a lot more. And there's probably going to be a lot of people who typically in their day to day would go to cafes to get their coffee, but now they're learning how to make it at home. Anyone who figures that out and like enjoys being able to make coffee at home is going to end up going to cafes a lot less. So do we see just an across the board decrease in cafe business because right. of this? Or an overall increase in drive throughs because people don't want to go into yeah. in, indoors, you know, for trust reasons. Right. Yeah. I think I saw a, uh, like a, a gif on Reddit or something yesterday, um, uh, of like, uh, what cafes would be doing <laughs> once like the uh, stay at home is lifted yep. or, or quarantine or whatever it's called wherever you are. Uh, and it, it showed this uh, little animation or GIF or whatever of, of a cafe, like a sh- like small walkthrough cafe. And instead of going up to the counter, you've got to stay six feet away from the counter. And the guy manufactured this um, like extension, <laughs> like s- sticks the coffee on the tray and then extends it out with this two by four. Yeah, I know, like giant lazy Susans. Right, One side is a POS system, so they type it in, they turn it around, and then, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, there's a real industry in uh, converting glass windows to walk-up service windows. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, That's interesting, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's cafes that are starting to reopen um, when the the state order on that kind of stuff is lifting a little bit, uh, apparently, this the week that this episode comes out next week. Um, so yeah, um, we'll see how long that lasts. I'm not sure, you know, when we started, when all this madness started and we had that little kind of PSA gripe about, you know, the work from home doesn't mean go out to the cafes. Uh, right. That seems really silly, right? I mean, those cafes were completely packed and busy and we're never going to see that again. I mean, I shouldn't say never, but not, not for a while in the the near future, we're we're not going to have that camping out at cafe culture, you know, and that's a lot of sales. Um, it's also a lot of square footage that you can't use as a cafe that you're paying a lot of rent on. Yeah. You know, so that I think I think that there's going to be a real, you know, shift in the use of cafe space. I would love to see some more like pop up markets inside of that cafe, those cafe spaces, mm. because you don't need tables anymore. Right. right. Everything's to go. So if you just had other small businesses be able to share that space um, and share the burden of that rent, I think that, you know, I think there's a real there's a real opportunity for some of this collective yeah. Um, change to come out of this in the way that you know we all know that the economy needed to change to support people. Um, That's a or, pretty interesting idea. You know, um, there's also probably going to be a lot of consolidation of coffee roasters and importers. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I uh, Conduit is in a pretty interesting place. 
I'm excited for the future because we have that excellent space. We have good network, uh, fantastic yeah. landlord, um, and we've started this collaborative roasting, which inherently is what our coffee world needs right now. Um, yeah. Which can't say I didn't know, but it. Uh, you know, yeah, it's it'll more be and more, it'll be more in, in demand, and you've yep. got the you've already got the base down, and the the connections, and people look at you as a as a community yep. person. So that's we're already a, almost full on from. our schedule, anyways. But yeah, so by the time this episode out is out, our little coffee stand will be open for to go service again. Um, it's going to be a little bit different style. It's still going to be the same coffee, obviously, and we, people can pick up their bags of coffee there. So that's an easy spot to get our beans which will be really nice. It's been a lot of coordinating drop-offs, like leaving coffee outside the studio so customers can come by and get it. But uh, yeah, they're going to be serving different food out of there as well because the Nickerson's taking a little bit more control. Um, the Nickerson Saloon is, is where the commissary kitchen is, and they um, don't have a very good setup for to-go service. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've put our heads together, I mean, metaphorically, you know, six feet, um, <laughs> <laughs> to... Uh, Put your heads yeah, together. So they're going to start digitally. offering some more to-go service, right? Um, out of the out of the kickstand for their their food, and they have really excellent hamburgers and French fries. Those things that are hard to make at home. Yeah. So well, I still haven't gotten one of those burritos, so I'm going to have to figure that out sometime. Ever? Nope, never, never got one. Wow. Now's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think oh, I probably boy. will. Um. Yeah, my uh, my business is rather like I do everything myself, and I already work remote. Uh, I don't have physical space, so um, like from a technical perspective, my my business is relatively untouched. Uh, it's made this whole thing has made me rethink a lot of things. You know, personal life also got a lot more complicated because of all this. Um, just like yeah, you have a dog now. Far more busy. Yeah, dog barking in my ear all the time. It's <laughs> really, really challenging. Um, you know, it's all it's all like good and, and wonderful stuff. It just changes changes is it's changed a bit how I've thought about things. Made me like reflect on all the things that I've done over the years with the magazine and, and where I've come with it. I, I sent an email out about this with the last issue, but um, I, I've always had this very giving a crap about people in the world and the, and the way things are kind of approach to things, which isn't from a marketing perspective, terribly effective. <laughs> the the mag- magazine is still going, still going well. Uh, I'm changing significantly uh, the way that I produce it, but the experience for the readers is only going to get better. So I guess that's what I'm trying to express. And then there, I've got a boatload more videos and stuff coming out on YouTube. So, mostly, mostly all the Speaking stuff that's videos. going on has been like existential in my head right. and behind the scenes. So it's like, how do I? <laughs> this doesn't really translate. That's some excellent podcast material. There. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bunch of bunch of vagueness. <laughs> that's a, a lot of words to say. The magazine's going well, and you've made some changes. Well, we're still doing our Zoom meetings. Yeah, our Zoom coffee. So if right. anybody's made it this far in the episode, um, join us on Zoom on Friday mornings. Uh, bright and surly at noon Eastern time. <laughs> noon Eastern. <laughs> yes, nine out, Pacific. Out in New Jersey. 
Yeah, we're doing it at 9 a.m. in the Seattle time zone. Yeah, if you'd like to get... The, uh, <laughs> when I saw the, 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 the pandemic standard time, that was, that was the meme I saw the other day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's what I'll here's what I'll do for uh, for you listening. Uh, CoffeeLoversRadio.com/slash/zoom. I will update that link, so you can always go to that URL and it will send you to the um, the live show current Zoom meeting at, link. Yeah, Zoom meeting link. I'll just like because I, I can, you know, I've got like a link system, whatever. I can update that to send to the newest zoom link at 9 a.m pacific time uh on fridays so you can go there um also if you sign up to the email newsletter on the website coffeeloversradio.com just that's the very first thing you see when you get there sign up to that and i'll be sending those updates and other updates about the show to the email so and we're gonna start doing some stuff behind the patreon paywall the yeah. dollar a month uh we'd love it if you guys would join that because it, it means a lot just not really the dollar a month but just having the statistic of of you know kind of that glee of being able to offer something behind the wall it's really fun um so we're gonna we're gonna probably do a zoom live broadcast of our uh terrace <laughs> of yep. us recording and and it'd be funny if we had an audience for that yeah i mean if we do this would be our first live audience but we're gonna yeah. try that we would love to get live audience to be kind of like you you watch uh, and or well watch and listen, uh, and then you'll be able to ask questions. And so yep. we'll have like an answer your questions period during the show, presuming you know we get check out watching our, and asking our, questions. Yeah, check out our Morona beard. See how those are coming along. We always do our beard check in. <laughs> Longest yep. beard I've had in my life. And if we if we get people watching, I can see live why people get obsessed with it. I take a long time. That's uh, true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save the beard commentary for the yep. <laughs> for the Friday hangout uh, and the live show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if we get people watching the live, we'll continue doing a live streaming uh, afterwards. You know, when we're yep. when we're recording uh, back at uh, the grotto. The grotto. That's right. <laughs> Forgot it's been so long. So when we're back recording in the grotto, those microphones we'll, are so lonely. We'll do. Uh, well, we'll continue the live stream, assuming we got people uh, listening who who want to do that. So, oh, we're definitely gonna do some more brewing demonstrations and film them, you know, and then so they'll be live and we can do some question and answer on brewing techniques and stuff right. like that when we have that lab space. Um, mm -hmm. Also, that's a big thing that's coming up in this you know next few months at Conduit is that we're improving our coffee lab. Oh, nice. More of a collaborative approach to people coming in with their coffee. So. Um, there's going to be a lot of different kind of content and faces and people there, uh, which is going to be so fun. So it's fantastic. All right. Should we do a, should we do a from the mug? Do you want to intro that? From the mug. Notable coffees of the year. This feels like a rough <laughs> one for this year. <laughs> it's a little early in the it's year little, for it. It is a little early. Uh, I don't really have any for last year. Should we just do a different one? No. Okay. What's your notable coffee of 2020, Joseph? Hmm. We're going to be strict okay, about yeah, this. Okay, yeah, no, this is... We'll put it back in the mug so we can this is talk good. about it later, too. Uh, I However you would define notable coffee. Well, I think my favorite so far, honestly, has been the Nicaragua. That's an excellent coffee. Yeah. Yeah, that's really the the um, uh, Conduit Coffee's Nicaragua. For those of you listening, which I believe you're out of at this point. Yep. 
so that doesn't help you listening. But <laughs> next time Conduit well, has the Nicaragua, make sure you get your hands on it. It's just really lovely, rich, uh, fruity coffee. Yeah, it's amazing. It has those gigantic beans. Oh, yeah. They're uh, astonishingly monstrous. <laughs> yeah. It's almost, the beans are almost too big to fit in my grinder to go th- through the chute in my, my Barazza grinder. Wow. Like, it, they bounce around a lot more. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Notable coffees. Well, I had really, so one of the changes at Conduit is that we are starting to occasionally offer other people's um, coffee in our subscription boxes or packs. Um, nice. And it's coffee that's roasted at Conduit, just not by me. You know, kind of a different brand of coffee, but still supporting our business. Um, and so that was really fun. We did that the first time. That was with uh, Embrace Coffee. Uh, Danny roasted that beautiful, natural uh, Mexican coffee. Hmm. Um, I, I can say that was that. that was one of my favorite coffees so far of the year. It was uh, it was delicious, you know. But it was also really fun for the business. I think. Uh, the most notable coffee I've actually like cup of coffee is probably that first Americano I made last week when I finally turned on the espresso machine at Conduit and demanded Americanos all day long. How long uh, has it been? Machine cycle- well, it cycles water, right? So if we're not around to change the water and empty it um, because it's just not, it's not plumbed in, mm-hmm. then it runs out of water and burns up. So we just turned it off. So oh. it had been I haven't I'd had a shot of espresso in probably three weeks, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, aside from making it on AeroPress. I've been drinking uh, a lot more coffee uh, on machines lately. Like, I've got the the Be More that I use and the Breville Brewer. Uh, they both do a really great job brewing coffee. Um, it's just been, like, it's kind of kind of funny working from home. I've brew, been brewing by hand less. I mean, I usually work <laughs> from home, but since, like, the quarantine, I've been doing... Uh, like, you don't get your... I don't, know, a, I don't know. A large amount of work, like uh, the amount of work that I've been doing has increased. And so I get up and start the day and I'm like, I need to just dive into doing stuff and I don't want to spend time like hand oh. So I just pop in the machine yeah, yeah. and I'm like, that's well, and you drink it. Yeah. And that's uh, back to that question like, are you drinking more coffee? Like, well, for there's me, also that, that. The first Chemex of the day, I'm drinking a lot faster. Like, I just drink yeah. it and mm-hmm. it's just like three big cups and it goes down the hatch. And then it's like, you know, noon comes around and it's, it's like, oh, I guess I'll make another Chemex. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's also the thing is, is I found myself making multiple Kalitas and before I would typically just make one and slowly enjoy that over a couple hours in the morning. I mean, I think I'm probably drinking, I don't know, gram wise, I'm probably drinking the same amount of coffee because espresso demands a lot more grams, a lot more weight per shot of espresso, right? Like, mm mm-hmm. Two shots of espresso, or uh, two pulls of espresso, four shots of espresso, is the same amount of weight as a full Chemex. Um, hey, so you know, if I if my oh, standard yeah, routine at, at my standard routine at work was generally like a, a Chemex in the morning and then an Americano in the afternoon, mm-hmm. a double shot Americano in the afternoon, and that's less coffee than what I'm drinking now. Right. Because now Chemexes. you're drinking three Chemexes at the same and time. Even, and well, I'm, I'm brewing it at least, right? So that's the other <laughs> thing. Are we brewing more coffee? Because maybe I'm letting the other Chemex go to waste. I just this is hmm. just the way I wanted to make the coffee. Um, you know, or I thought I was going to drink more, and then I just decide I don't because you know whiskey, and then uh, I throw it away. Hmm. So I don't know. There's a lot more waste at cafes, so I don't know if the overall consumption is just going to be down. 
I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious. Some people are just cleansing themselves. Uh, my neighbor just took the opportunity to stop um, stop all drinking and smoking pot and uh, oh, no coffee good. and barely any caffeine at all. Yeah. And, you know. I think, yeah, every now and then I do, like, stop <laughs> drinking coffee for a while. Although I think the longest I've gone in recent memory is, like, a week. Um, yeah, I slept like eight hours last night. That was pretty long. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think the most notable thing though, to me has been like, obviously there's the caffeine hit so that once you're, once you like stem off caffeine and you don't have that buildup, obviously you drink one cup of coffee and it, it does a lot to you, but the taste, there's a significant taste change. Um, I haven't cupped coffee like, in a long time like all the cupping i did was at conduit and like since i moved become increasingly more difficult to get there on tuesdays consistently to cup so i, ca- I can't yeah. remember the last time i cups like it's probably been at least six months just from cupping less my ability to taste coffee and describe what i'm tasting at least have the confidence in it has dramatically decreased if I don't drink coffee, even for like a week and I come back to it, the mm. taste is rather overwhelming. But also, I think I end up with a much greater appreciation of quality coffee. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's back to what we were talking about before. I mean, that might be, we've talked about this before, like many times, but, you know, the world without coffee, it might just be that we just can't consume, you know, coffee quite as much in the mm-hmm. quantities. So maybe we'll have the opportunity to have better coffee or appreciate the coffee more. You know, I, I keep hoping for a reality where That's the mass-produced, low-quality low coffee goes away. Like I really want a reality where that happens. It just seems difficult to imagine what that reality would have to be. Right, and it disrupts a lot of systems to get to that reality. Yeah, so. that's true. But you know. so does a pandemic. So maybe we have a tool here to help us recover in a more sustainable way. Yep. Let's hope to that. Well, time for one of our awkward endings. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to do that with um, letting you know that I am scheduling slowly a awkward Zoom call for coffee on Friday, May Sweet. 1st. Friday, May 1st, 9 a.m. Yep, and it'll also be Friday, May eighth. Zoom call as well. That's right. Because <laughs> I think this, this is, episode comes out. This is going to come out after the first. Yep. <laughs> and at specific time, and it's recurring weekly. Yep. Coffee lovers radio. <laughs> dot com slash zoom will take you there. Nine a.m. Friday. There will be a wait room. Uh, Jesse will let you in. Yep. So just uh, hang out, and we'll start at nine, and it'll be good. Cheers. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.